Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. And if we're talking boxing, we're talking mega fights. Canelo versus Charlo this weekend. Go down, drop your uh, drop a like and uh, subscribe to the channel and comment and uh, drop in the comments. Let us know who you got for this fight. Any bets you're taking, we love to hear it down there. As always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win. I'm concert. I'm joined with. Going on, gang. It's your boy Marcus Primetime Penley, man. We talking that boy Cinnamon. Yes, sir. It's your boy Gator, aka Southpaw Run Boxing. Who else I'm here with? Yo, it's your special guest, that boy Kev. Water boy, what's your boy, aka the street fight enthusiast, aka the motherfucker that gotta come and put the Charlo brothers on my back today, because that's how we come. In. Man, Damn. we got, I mean, last time we were talking Charlo Brothers, we were talking about how Caleb Plant stole off on one of them, but, like, it wasn't It wasn't this one that we're going to be talking today, but it still wasn't a good look. Yeah. Bruh, I finally found out the research about that because I was watching a closer look for on um, this fight, and they nigga stole off on him because he kept grabbing his face, and that shit had me crying. And then you got niggas like Tim Bradley, and um, even Derek James was like, it was kind of like it was. They still the words were. They, it was warranted. <laughs> yeah, he even warranted too. He did tell him, "Hey, keep grabbing my face," and he did it again. But that one happened to Big Carlo. And they showed the replay of when um Caleb Plant tried to steal Canelo. Canelo weaved that bitch. I was like, oh. <laughs> there's, "There's levels to this shit, man." Threw and, his sunglasses and, off. And Canelo threw his little key sunglasses to the uh, his trainer behind him, and then weaved it. Like there's there's levels. He we didn't give him like a cookie. Remember, he gave Plant Plant a black eye. Mm. Love it. I gotta love it, man. But we can't. Do, we're not just here to talk about Canelo versus Charlo, even though that is definitely the main event there. We'll definitely get into that a little bit later. We're gonna open up here on the undercard, and this card is pretty stacked. You got like the young prospects. You got proven veterans. Uh, it's gonna make for a fun fight. A fun fight. Let's talk about. First off, on the prelims, Carmel Moulton. Not much known him, but about him, he is Floyd's prodigy. This is making his boxing debut. He's he's being renowned as like the next great thing. Like honestly, the the streets are saying like another Shakur Stevenson coming up uh, coming up through Floyd uh, Floyd Mayweather. Would like to see it. I'd like to see it. Forty eight and two amateur career, not too bad. So Floyd typing up this boy is the next Floyd Mayweather. Do you think it's just Floyd pushing another Floyd product, or do you think this this cat actually got the skills to live up to the hype? Another no Floyd cat, product, bro. but he could develop and he could develop into something special. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's too early to tell, but like you said, we don't know much about him. Yeah, the main thing we know is Floyd. Floyd wasn't the fight Lee Wood. No, nah, that boy's still young, so I mean it's still too early to tell. But if Floyd's hyping him, he's got to be, he's got to have some type of talent. No, nah, that shit is crazy. So you know, I'm a big Shakur guy. So like, you can't just throw throw motherfuckers in the same sentence as my dog. But Floyd's on Floyd's on his side, and we've seen how Floyd felt about Tank early in his career. So like. If Floyd going to put his neck out there, we'll see what he's, what dude's talking about. Definitely. Now I got to watch all the way up to this fucking fight now. I'm definitely going to pull up late as hell. Probably pull up for the Barrios and um blah, blah, blah fight. 
But now I got to pull up all the way for Moulton. Yeah, he's the second fight on the card, so you're gonna see him early. But honestly, the um, I I don't I don't have much on, but I do think if Floyd typing him up, I can't wait to see him. But if he shits the bed, I'm gonna be there too. Talk that shit if he doesn't look. I don't too think good. he'll shit the bed. Yeah, I think we I think we're gonna see him like in the typical boxing sense, building up a fighter. He's gonna he's gonna rally off a couple of nice wins of lower competition, and then. Especially go the Mayweather route. It's going to be a while before we see him fight some competition, but I don't know what I mean. I doubt he's going to look bad, though, anytime soon. Marcus, Marcus is nice as hell. That boy know he was talking about, so we ain't going to see this motherfucker fight till he's 30 or something. I already know. Hey, bro, that boy, look at Tank, bro. Tank's, that shit was a long Floyd, I mean, Floyd, Floyd put Tank in a championship fight when he was 22. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but bro, who the fuck was it? He was he he was undefeated. Jose Jose Pedraza undefeated. He was undefeated. Oh, okay, nah, that I get that. That's shout out the guy who gave Roman run for his money. That's good, bro. I mean, bro, Tank, bro, the Mayweather fans been having something against Loma, like he did something to y'all personally, bro. That's the sinister. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. Tank is the one who took his zero and knocked him out. Loma just kind of a little struggle against an older Pedraza. Tank finished him at 22. That Pedraza wins a good win. That that's no. That's not a bad one, but shit, bro. The Mayweather route, that shit don't work, bro. Oh, it, it worked for him. It ain't work for Tank, though. How about say he had the spaz, though? But let's let's crack your next, Paul. The next fight on the list I'm going to just bring up is uh, just because he's super active and the heavyweight division is so fun right now. Frank Sanchez, uh, 22-0 Cuban. Going up against Sock, Scott Alexander, not really anything. Like he's not like a crazy fire or anything, but this Frank Sanchez is coming off of two KOs back to back. Uh, but he's just been looking really good. He's just another young talent at heavyweight that like is making some noise. Like he's just somebody I think you should keep your eye on. Like he's gonna be soon going up to that next level of competition. Not too like if he keeps as active as he is, because he's been very active this year and last year. Um, Frank Sanchez, I like him to get another knockout here. But just keep an eye on for this fight, just because Frank Sanchez is the next like great Cuban heavyweight uh, boxer right now. That's interesting because I anybody Cuban to tell you that Cuba has the best boxers in the world, they just can't um they just can't showcase their talent. So I'm tom tapped into this one. I got to see what the Cuban fighting style is like. Marcus, what the I Cuban think they have the best style. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, the Cuban boxing style is definitely known for that awkward. They move around a lot. It's, I mean, I said, I wish they was able to showcase more or have more Cuban pros, but you don't get it too much. They don't let them turn pro in Cuba. What's up, Gator? It's all changing somewhat because I know the. They're starting to like. They're trying to go through Mexico as as their next. Like Mexico and Cuba's have this deal worked out where they some of the pros, uh, some of them can go pro in Mexico. That's what some of their fighters are going through right now. But like, it still hasn't really like. It's not really making into anything because this was like eight to nine months ago when this was all happening. And like, uh, like Andy Cruz, I'm pretty sure he had to like dip out of Cuba because that was going on with Andy Cruz and then Andy Cruz ended up saying like he just left like he didn't wait for the Mexico shit to actually happen he that's the best way to do it yeah like mm-hmm. he just had to like get out of there but 
we'll see because they are still cha- like they're they're trying to get them over and I'm like if that happens that will be massive that would be pretty big for the boxing world and there's a lot of good boxing coaches in Cuba too like they 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 know how to teach boxing down there that's why I had to shout out that boy Frank Sanchez but now let's get into like the the uh, actual meat of the burger here. We're gonna, I mean, it, the title don't really matter. Interim WBC welterweight title, Ugas versus Barrios here. Ugas is the slight, uh, I, I don't want to say slight favorite, pretty big favorite, minus 380 to plus 280. But, I mean, in boxing odds, that's pretty pretty even because you usually see massive odds in boxing. But, like, this is a nice fight, I think, to um, open up the main card with. Uh, how do y'all feel about this fight? So, yeah, I'm low-key excited for this fight. I'm kind of curious to see how – is this Ugas' first fight since the injury? Pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see how he can bounce back, Um, see if he could be a, a, in a contender again in that 147 club. So, I mean, shit. I mean, and then Barrios, bro, I mean, he be taking – he might be losing them, but he be taking tough fights, bro. I mean, Keith Thurman, Tank, now Bar or Ugas. So, I mean – that's going to be an interesting fight. I really don't know who's going to win. I, I want to see Barrios win just because it's kind of a cool story, but I think Ugas is going to win that. Just more experience, world championship level. But that's a good fight, especially to open up that card. Yeah, there's levels. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be an easy, easy W for Ugas. You don't think he's getting a little too old and like coming off a bad, a bad fight? Oh no, no, like- no, not yet because Mario Barrios Mario Barrios isn't that like 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 he's good, but I have but I have Ugas a couple levels above him. Damn though, I would love what would Paul, what would Barrios have to do to win this fight? Honestly, bro, I I don't he certainly know. Certainly can box for them. Yeah, he I certainly don't. can't box for them. Yeah, Ugas I feel like he can't box for them. He's another Ugas another Cuban. Like uh this they just come from like, like Cuban style that long reach. That yeah, output. <laughs> yeah. Behind the jab, got the good footwork, very technical sound. Barrios, like pretty good defensively. Yeah, like Barrios, like the odds are close, but I just don't think Barrios has the like how what the Gators say. Does a, like a couple levels before you get to the Ugas. Ugas is still like, yeah, he lost the Spence, but prior to that, like there wasn't really there wasn't anyone else really calling for his name in the division. So like. And he's not, yeah, he's not the one you want to fight, and like especially if I don't think Barrios got power to really hurt Ugas either. Like he he got a corner stoppage against Santiago in his last fight back in February, but like again, like Santiago, like Barrios is someone who if if you're not really that great of talent, like if you're not someone who will fight for a belt one day or be an actual title winner, you're you're not gonna beat him. But like once, but like if you are somebody who's even in like the top ten ranking, you're probably gonna beat Barrios, I think. And like Ugas, I I still have him as top five at the welterweight division. So like I don't see Barrios being the reason that he's not top five. Like Barrios is just a a few levels down. Hell yeah, he just won the one forty seven club. He just came up. Was it like his third fight at one forty seven? And yeah, that boy the Keith Thurman fight after the tank. I think fight. this is second. I think this is second fight. Oh, no, I, yeah, no, 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 you're right. This is the third. Keith Thurman. Then he had Santiago, so this would be his third fight. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. But I mean, the odds have it. I mean, you go on Tapology where the fans vote for this fight. 
Um, out of 271 picks on the website, 58% Ugas, 42% Barrios. So, like, even oh, though wow. we're very pro heavy on Ugas, there is a lot of people that are screaming. I, I'm just, I just want to be kidding. I'm going to be looking for, like, how is Ugas going to be reacting when he starts to get hit? Like, once he starts getting touched in that eye, is that going to affect him in any type of way? Because, I mean, wasn't that the same injury of uh, Billy Joe Saunders got? What the fucking Billy Joe had a broken yep. socket, bro. That's yeah, so I mean, bad. like, bro, that's a that's a crucial injury to men, not like physically, but like mentally to get over. Like, you gonna be in the ring getting touched up, so like, I want to see how he reacts to that. Plus the age and shit, but I mean, I still got Ugas winning. All right, I got Ugas. We got Ugas. Kev, are you rocking with the Barrios or are you rocking with the Ugas? I would love to pick Barrios, but I don't fuck with him like. Dad, like the only person I've ever wow. seen two people really like fuck up Ugas, and that's like Sean Porter and Errol Spence. Besides for that, I don't really see like Ugas looking crazy in fights, so I definitely got Ugas. And then we got a little bit of young blood in the next fight. I'm kind of shocked this fight's going on after Ugas's fight. A little disrespectful, if you ask me. But Elijah Garcia, brother to Ryan Garcia, is a big favorite going up against. What how you say Armando Rodinidas? Uh, I mean, like I said, a huge favorite for a region. Elijah Garcia isn't like that guy. He's not Ryan Garcia, but he's still pretty. He's almost like a what's the old boys? Uh, anyway, not anyway. Yeah, anyways, little brother. He's still great. He's still a good, the great fighter, but he's no, he's no anyway. Like, and that's how Elijah Garcia. He's just always in the shadow of his brother Ryan. But he's still a good boxer. He's a huge favorite for a reason. I think there's going to be a one-sided fight just to fill fill the main card with at least some decent names that will draw some, like, television eyes. But, like, mm. Garcia Garcia by a landslide. If, if I'm wrong, who anyone anyone disagree by Elijah by a landslide on this one? I could care less about this one, for real. No, nah, bro, I didn't even know this fight was, like, alive. They should have put this shit in the, the bike. Mm-hmm. Wait, the bok, bok, bok. What about you, Gator? Are you, 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 Gar- are you Elijah Garcia fan? Um, he's he's fun to watch. He's he's fun to watch. I wouldn't say like fan fan, but he is fun to watch. I'll be tuned in. And he's a big boy too at one sixty. He's no little. He's no little boy like Ryan. He he's the little brother, but he's bigger. Then the co-main event. Back to the good shit. Erickson Lubin. Taking on Jesus Ramos, undefeated Jesus Ramos, but I mean Lubin twenty five and two was on top of the world, the hammer the world before he took. Lubin be taking tough fights. He didn't have to fight Fundora. He could have waited it out for a title shot here or there, but he took the hard fights, took a bad loss, and won an arguably fight of the year last year. But I know I got to throw it to Marcus first on this one because this is his homie. I got to hear. Erickson Lubin versus Jesus Ramos from Marcus side right now. Hey man, my dog's coming back for blood because I, bro, he's not a bad fighter, bro. I think he just he puts himself in tough situations, and it is what it is. But he's still young. I mean, he's he. The only thing that is negative about bro is he got some miles on him now, and he's only what like 25, 20, like he's young. Twenty seven. He's twenty seven. Okay, so he, He's 27. That boy, in boxing terms, he's probably like 35 for real. Just because of the amount of damage he's been taking. But, bro, he's good, man. I like his style. He's got pop. They call him a hammer for a reason. He got that southpaw style. 
Man, I like his trainer, bro. I mean, I, I think he's going to come out shining with that co-main event spot on a big card like this. I think them boys are working, man. I think he's going to get a big win. Boy, the hammer coming back. Stop he is, he is. Before I throw it over to that boy Gator, he is a underdog plus two fifty to Jesus Ramos minus three thirty. But if you look at the topology odds, topology out of two hundred and ninety votes, ninety three percent Ramos, seven percent Lubin. Gator, are you part of the ninety three percent or are you part of the seven? I'm going Lubin. Oh, we got two seven percenters in the crowd right now. All right, all right. Let me hear. Are you? No, no, Lubin's a real throwback fighter. That man takes the toughest fights, even when he doesn't have to. He fought Char he fought um big big Mel Charlo at twenty two at twenty two when to. he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. He lost, but he lost, but he's he's always taking the toughest fights. He's a fun fighter. I'm excited. Oh, oh, bro. Oh, tell me more about Ramos. Uh, 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 I you know I don't like to be on losing side. Ramos is twenty two years old. He's low key a demon. Like Jit is nice. I mean he's, I mean he's coming off a a win over Joey Spencer stoppage, and like Joey Spencer is no real pushover either. Like Joey Spencer, if I'm not mistaken, he's another young up and coming fighter that just they just you know they they're starting to pin. I mean it's new to boxing. They're taking these younger fighters and putting them against each other, and like he. He made Joey Spencer light work coming off that. And I think that's why he's getting, like, a lot of love in this fight. And maybe people are still remembering the loss to Fandora. But if you don't forget, he was – he might have been up in them scorecards. Like, he – that was a very – like, Lubin knocked down Fandora. It, like, that that was a fucking – that was a war. So, like – Nah, that was definitely a close fight for sure. But, uh, like, uh, he – but also Ramos has wins over Brian Mendoza, who just beat – Fondora and is now the um uh, like uh, mandatory for WBC belt. So like he has good wins under his belt too. So like that like Ramos is a young fighter that has like Brian Mendoza prior to the win over uh Fondora, we wouldn't be giving a fuck that he's used Ramos beat him. It were like cool, no big deal. But the fact that he kind of changed his story and beat Fandora, now we're looking at the Jesus Ramos win over him, like, hmm. That's a good win. That's a very good win for a very young fighter here. So, like, I don't want to go against the curve because I am pro Lubin. I am. I, I mean, put the lube on me, boys. Like, I, I do like Lubin. But I think Jesus Ramos is the real deal. 22 years old. He's He has good names on the belt already. I, I'm going to go with the young fighter. And it's because Lubin is a throwback fighter, and he likes to, to get into firefights. He likes to get into these wars. He, he likes to get into it. Ugly and Jesus Ramos chin hasn't been checked yet, and I'm gonna go with that fighter who also got pop in his hands. So like, I would get Jesus Ramos on this one. That Spencer fight. I think he's Spencer. in a in a little rude awakening. I think I think he's in a little rude awakening. Hey man, Spencer, wasn't he coming up in weight? He may have, but I don't. I that was on the Benavides plant card. I'm pretty sure he came up in weight. So like low key, I feel like that might have been more. Uh... Spence fucking up than him getting beat. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he kind of took Lubin a big chunk. He fought a young prospect, moving up in weight. He wasn't ready for that. But, shit, I mean, bro's still a nice fighter, though. It's going to be a tough fight, man. That yeah. shit's going to be a dog fight. Yeah, have you joining the Ramos, or you going? Are you putting the lube on? Hmm. Why you lube said it like that? 
No pause. No, no, no I gotta, pause. I got to rock with Ramu. Bro sounds like a demon for real. And I wanted to rock with you guys on that Lupin shit, but I'm like, mm, let's see what that boy Ramos got cooking for him. All right, and then let's get into the main event, boys. This is what we actually came for. This is what the listeners are here for. Saul Canelo Alvarez is taking on Jamel Charlo. Charlo moving up two weight classes to make undisputed versus undisputed happen. This is going to be a fun-ass fight. Uh, Charlo coming off the win over John Ryder in a homecoming fight. Uh, And then Charlo coming off, honestly, in my opinion, his best performance to date. With the dub, uh, his the dub in the rematch against Brian Mendoza, where he kind of uh, put any doubters to uh, uh to silence. Castano, Castano. Yeah, there. Uh, uh, but, is it Castano? But this is this is gonna be a good fight. I mean, the odds have Canelo minus four fifty right now. The Charlos is plus three seventy. I gotta hear some of the takes. Like, who wants to take the floor first? Y'all got it. Damn, Kev? Hey. I had to roll the dice, you feel me? But nah, man, this is going to be lit. But I just want to talk about the fact that it's Mel instead of Maul. Because that's what fucked me up. That was the biggest, like, when this fight was announced, I was like, oh, finally, them boys can put that bitch to paper. He's coming back out of retirement. And then they said undisputed versus undisputed. I said, wait a minute. The other Charlo's undisputed. And I was like, he's coming up. How many weight classes to do what? Like, how did does anybody do any research on how this fight even came about? Mo Charlo wasn't ready. He wasn't like ready mentally. He was yeah. saying it in his Instagram live how he, he basically gave his brother the contract they gave him because he wasn't like mentally ready. He he was like venting on his Instagram live. If y'all ever see his live, he vents on there a lot. So he was saying, like, oh man. After this fight, I'm fighting Canelo after my brother fights him and stuff. So, so it was originally supposed to be Mel Charlo, but he just wasn't there mentally. So, Mel Charlo said, hey, I'm that guy. Took the, the real fight, one stepped up. Work. The real big Charlo. Real the big. other Charlo ain't fighting Canelo no more. Dang, he ain't getting that fight again. Oh, yeah. That is yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. That's a dead line. He fight Canelo. Facts. He better go get himself four belts before he try to ask for that shit again. But with the so fight cool. itself, the fight itself, like, uh, do y'all think it's going to be somebody's just in a weight class that isn't belonging to him? Do you think Canelo's over the hill? I know I we think, lot, I, think, I think Canelo's a little bit over the hill, and I think Jamel Charlo, like, he's naturally, like, I don't think, I think the weight cut's actually better for him because he, he, he is heavy. Him and his brother are both heavy. The fact that he can still even make one, I don't even think he, I don't even know if he'll go back to 154, even if right. he, he doesn't lose. He don't, he uh, doesn't go into because Bud waiting for his one of, one of the only reasons he's even at the 154 is so him and his brother aren't in the same division because they both wanted to do the like their own thing. So it's not really like he's little, like as in the sense like he's got to be in a lower weight class. So I think, and, and when he comes in on fight day, he gets pretty bulky. So like when after he, rehydrates and after he weighs in bro still got a solid weight to him so i feel like that's gonna benefit him i feel like the i feel like he's not gonna look too different like he's gonna roughly look the same it, i feel like what comes down to is, is he gonna be able to like move around the ring as 
smooth and efficient all 12 rounds. Like, is he going to be able to keep moving? Like, uh, that's what messes up Canelo the most is when he got a fighter that's constantly moving and not just standing there. So, I mean, that's going to be it. I want to say also James, like, how's he going to bounce back? He took a fat L last time he was at Derrick James. So, I mean, like, what, what the fuck is he planning right now to – Get Charlo ready for this. So, I mean, I, I want to see what their type of game plan they're going to come out. Are they going to attack Canelo early? Are they going to let Canelo do him, like be slow? I don't know. I want to see what it goes like. Derrick James brought all them damn losers into the staple. I, I mean, I still like Derrick James. Though. I think that was a, I think that was more a fluke on Spence. I mean, it could be James. I don't know, bro. They didn't make no adjustments, but either way, I don't think James is a bad coach. I think I think he's a great trainer. You you can go look at the film, bro. Charlo in that rematch with Cass Cassiano, whatever his name is. That shit was amazing. That shit was a great ass performance, bro. He looked like a dog in that. And that's another thing. Charlo be he he could throw through the punches. So like if he starts exchanging with Canelo and he can clip Canelo. I don't think he can like drop Canelo or nothing, or like I think Canelo got the fucking chin for that shit. But I think he could really land some stuff in like an exchange with Canelo for sure. Nah, for real. And the, did you see the measurements? He actually has a longer reach and he's taller, or something like that. Yeah, and he got a jab, bro. If he can use that jab, like kind of like similar to like a b-ball or like. So, uh, so that's my that's thing with fair. his jab. That's my thing with his jab. Prior to the rematch, I feel like Charlo relied because we uh, we talked on before everything. Like he was the athletic. He is the most athletic gifted out of the two brothers, and he I think relied on his athleticism a lot before. Then he got the. Then he went up against Castiano the first time. Castiano gave him a lot of work on the inside, showed him the footwork, showed him everything, and then he leveled up, came back, and used his jab and wasn't relying on just the the one-hitter-quitter, the power shots to really hurt his opponent. He started boxing his opponent and really showcasing who he really is. But was that just a sometimes, you know, like George Cambosos against Tiafimo, was that a one-time thing where you were just in the, the best the, – that was just the best fight you'll ever give us? Or is he going to use the jab consistently in his off? Is that something he's actually added to his repertoire that he's going to use from here on out forever? That's one of my big ones. Because that, that, I think, will change his whole fight. If he if he is, if he he goes back to the, the first version of Charlo, it might be a long day. If he if he's showing the, that that new version of Charlo because he's not active like it's not like oh we can we have very much we see him over he's not that very active we haven't seen him since that fight and so I don't know if, but if he does use that jab now we're talking about a Charlo that, that can win this fight for real for real. Right. I think he can win the fight with the jab. Canelo's cut movements are slower and his pinch output has been getting lower since the since the Bivol fight, especially in a John Ryder especially in a John Ryder fight he was eating tags. So I'm. I'm excited to see how mobile forms. And I get a lot though. I started a. I was listening to some stuff and it, it, and I was like, damn. Canelo probably was letting that boy ride attack. Not not technically letting him, but I don't think he was worried about no rider power or like he wasn't really worried about bro, like like a triple G or some shit. I feel like that was like. And kind of just getting working, getting rounds in almost. But I mean, he did tag Canelo though. But I don't know. I don't really look at that too much. But man, 
Canelo's yeah, I don't think Canelo can get a stop, but he can get, but he can certainly get scored on. Facts. Kind of like how that, kind of like that B-ball job was, was scoring on the Canelo. I think we're gonna see some moments in this fight that's gonna resemble a Triple G and Canelo, where those they have like a 20, 30 second exchange of combinations where they're just standing in the pocket. Go ahead, boss. Uh, Kev, did you have anything to say on this one? Um, I was gonna let Marcus finish his point. Uh, I was just saying that I think you're going to see some points where they're going to be exchanging combinations back and forth in the ring. That, that's just going to be nice, bro, because that's, I mean, that's how Charlo fired his last fight. That's a, they're going to be on some back and forth, like a similar to Triple G Camilo. Yeah, I think Charlo's going to press. I think you got to do a lot of be very, very active this fight and try to make it a dog fight. Like, if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to beat me. Because if it goes to the judges and it's some draw shit or some lame shit, you're going to be like, oh, I should have just finished them. But how do you guys like the coach, the trainer versus trainer matchup in this one? You got Derek James, who let all the losers into the stable, and versus Edward Reynoso. And Canelo does whatever my dog says. That trust and that relationship they have is something that's crazy. And I hope I got the names right for this one. But, um, how do y'all feel about the trainer versus train versus trainers in this one? Who has the upper hand? With um, I don't. Yeah, Reynoso, He he's really good with Canelo. I don't think he's he's like he's not the best with other fighters. He he doesn't really make much adjustments for his other fighters through fights, like with the Valdezes and the um. Got the other dude's name, but I do think Derek Derek slight is slightly smarter with adjustments. Yeah, I'd say. I'll say Derek James is gonna have more of like a game plan set up. I don't think Canelo and uh Eddie, they don't really I mean they're gonna have a game plan, but I feel like kind of like do what Canelo does. And if that doesn't work, then they kind of adjust. But I feel like Derek James, they're gonna have a set game plan. And like they gonna they gonna have it by round what they're gonna wanna do. Either they wanna press early or they wanna move around and try to box early and then press. But I think Derrick James, even if it's the right plan or the wrong plan, he's gonna he's gonna have a better game plan. Or like he's gonna be more prepared. I feel like. So I think uh, Derrick James is the better overall coach for like fighters, but Eddie for Reynoso, the most part, yeah. yeah. Eddie's, he, Eddie's a goat with Canelo, but like, Canelo, like Eddie went on a huge all. losing streak last year, though. That's the one thing he could do better than anything. Like you can tell me Derrick James is a better coach. I agree with you, but when it comes to Eddie Reynoso with Canelo. That is just like a, that's Michael Jordan with fucking uh. That's true. That Phil is yeah. Like that's that's Michael Jordan with Phil Jackson. That's D Wade with Pat Riley. Like that's just the match made in heaven. And I'll never bet against him, baby. Like that's just how how it goes with the with that coach. He's just built for him. That's just who he's built for. Unless the one time I did bet against him, it worked. Oh, you bet it be vault. Bivol. But then, uh, so let's get into the over under on the rounds. It's uh set at ten and a half rounds here. Let me hear y'all's take. Do y'all think it goes? Oh, let me hear. Is it over under ten and a half in your official pick? Uh, I'm gonna start with that boy Gator. I'm going over. I'm going over ten rounds. Jamel Charles split decision. Mark, we going over. And we're going King Cinnamon with the stoppage late fucking round. Charlo's going to get dropped. He's going to get stumbled. He's going to get lost in the sauce. And it's going to be in the 11th or 12th round when he gets dropped. 
what? maybe even the tenth. Change your pick because I thought you were super pro Charlo and Canelo was too old. So like, what what made you have this different different take? No, I never had. I never had Charlo. I do. I just. I try not to downplay Charlo because I think that bro. I think he's a fucking amazing fighter. Like I, especially how he went with Derrick James. But honestly, I think Canelo's going to show like a little bit glimpse of an old Canelo. I don't. I think that Ryder might have been a little bit over exaggerated. And Bivol, he went up in weight. So I mean, it's understandable. Bivol's a great fighter. So like, I don't know. I think I think Canelo's going. He's not going to look maybe so stiff. And I also believe that Charles is going to get lost in the moment, man. I think he might start off like first four to five rounds solid. But I think eventually he's going to start trying to look for that big punch, try to hurt Canelo. And that might end up leaving him open for, you know, oh, that kind of left hook dropped his ass. But I think, mm. I, think could, I think Canelo could get a late round stoppage, man. And I don't know, man. I just don't know if Charles ready for this type of fight. I mean, he might be, but I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm definitely not betting against Cinnamon. Kev, let me hear you rock. I was not ready for that. I thought Marcus was with us. I thought it was. I thought it was us, and it's always been us, Marcus. I thought we had the Gator connection. We both was. I understand you mess with Cinnamon all day. Like I, I put Cinnamon on everything. I put. I'm finna wait for it to get cold. I'm finna throw Cinnamon in my hot chocolate. Cinnamon challenge. Oh, we living like that, but. You know I got to take my dog, Charlo. I just wanted to take Canelo because I felt like it was a smarter pick. And if I was a better man, I'd take Canelo. But I'm taking Charlo because even though he's going up two weight classes, I feel like he'll look very comfortable at this weight. Like those 14, those, when he's going on 14 pounds, it's going to look real good on him. And on top of that, I'm a, I'm, I'm stuck on I have not seen a good Canelo performance in the last two Three or two, like three fights, really. And the thing about it is, he did, they did say he hurt his hand, so he was had that lingering for two fights. So that's a possibility. So I'd love to see it, but I'm going to take Charlo because I think Charlo could shock the world, and that should be crazy. And to the people that say, like, oh, he hurt his hand, he couldn't train, and there was another fight where the same issue kind of happened. But that also points to like the aging of Canelo when like when he was at his peak and during that prime run, he wasn't getting cut, he wasn't getting injuries. Now he is getting cut in his fights. He is getting injuries after fights or in training. That should just tell you that like at the age of the fighter, and not his age on paper, they're the same age on paper, but the the amount of wear and tear the body has had. Because Canelo's had hundreds of fights if you're counting the backyard barn fights in Mexico that aren't on paper and shit. Like, Canelo's been doing it since he was young. Mm -hmm. With all that being said, give me the cinnamon man come Saturday night. We're going with Canelo Alvarez, baby. Canelo! Canelo! Stop playing with that boy cinnamon, man. Stop playing. I love... I So... I had to really sit down and think about it because I I loved off the um off the head Brian Castiano fight that boy uh, Charlo looked phenomenal and I have been riding Canelo has not looked great like uh Canelo is not the same fighter anymore but like so I think so my official pick over ten and a half rounds I think think it goes to decision and I think Canelo wins in the decision Las Vegas judges love Canelo. 
Bevault boxed his ass off, and he still only won 115-113 on cards. Like, Bevault was whooping his ass, and he still only won two rounds over him on the official scorecards. Uh, Charlo would have to do something spectacular, I think, to win. He has to dominate every round, I think, when it goes to the decision to beat Canelo. And if you take Canelo, like, even Caleb Plant was looking good in the Canelo fight. Scorecards had Canelo up prior to the 11th round knockout against Caleb Plant even though a lot of people didn't think he was winning that fight. So, like, the Vegas judges love Canelo, and I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that. I think it goes to the decision. I think he'll win the decision. I think it'll be a good fight, and he'll end up winning a very close uh, card. Uh, but in the John Ryder fight, in the um, not even the John Ryder fight as much, but more the Triple G trilogy fight, yes, Triple G. And Triple G in the second half started looking really good. But if Canelo in that first six rounds shows up against – because Canelo's biggest thing now is, like, his gas tank, his pace. He's not the same fighter in the second half of rounds anymore. If he slows down, I think Charlo can look good in the – like, y'all think he's going to look good in the first half? I think he's going to look good in the second half of the fight. I think in the first six rounds of the fight is when Canelo is going to show him – because Canelo is kind of, like – he likes to swing his big dick in the ring sometimes early. He likes to, like, show that, like, oh, you have good footwork. I have better footwork. I cut off the ring. I show you I can hit you. I maybe land a big shot here or there and then get back. But I just wanted to let you know that I can hit you. And right. then we'll, we'll, I think Canelo looks good early. And then the second half is when Charlo kind of turns up. But I think by then it'll be too late. And then we see a Canelo win by decision and in Las Vegas, just like it always will be. And uh, that's my official pick on this. I, I think the keys for Charlo to win would be similar to how Plant game plan was. I think, like, back boxing off your back foot, keeping Canelo moving constantly, I think that would be his best way. And then eventually try to open up later down. But I think that's also when Canelo's going to be able to catch his ass. Once he does stop and he's going to have to sit there and bang with Canelo, Canelo's going to try to get him up against the ropes. He's going to try to work him in the inside. But I don't know, man. I just – I can't see Charlo – I mean, I can see it, but I can't see Canelo losing this fight. Yeah, I don't think he's regressed that much yet. I don't think he's that old yet. I don't think it's that time yet. Rex, Canelo likes to swing his big dick in the ring early. It's crazy. This is crazy. This nigga, that should be the title like, of this like, video. Say that? But like – but I do agree to an extent that Canelo does like Canelo will be in that bit serving heat early in the fight. He's really gonna be coming out trying to try maybe trying to show Charlo that he's not swinging that. Division. But I think that's where he gets in trouble though because Charlo can hit hard. He like Tank. They can hit hard every round. They can keep that pace on you every round. They can stay on points every round. So I don't see Canelo getting better later in the fights. And I think there's going to be points in times where I feel like he's really. And if that shit, if Carlo, if Charlo starts to put his foot on the gas by the fifth and sixth round, I don't see the end of the fight looking great for Canelo. And I think that's why Charlo can maybe sneak in a little decision. Las Vegas judges, baby. going to be a good one. I, I haven't heard you since you made your pick. Now that you heard everybody else. I mean, <laughs> you have any rebuttals? <laughs> I mean, we're just going to have to see. I, I'm confident in my pick. I'm keeping my pick. 
Howard, the, the, the judges, the judges do favor Canelo, especially in the first two Triple G fights. Oh Matt, man, yeah, that first one I forgot to bring up that first Triple G fight. Like, yeah, Canelo. I, I think Canelo won like three three rounds of first, that first fight. I'm crying. I'm mad that we are green and red, but we're the ones that pick Charlo. <laughs> That's for real. Me, 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 and uh. Mark is over here, the the white, the little center that's white. Oh, yeah, like the Mexican, yeah, the Mexican flag color. Yeah. Yeah, man, Canelo. But everybody had it over 10 and a half. So, like, if we can't come agreement on a pick, I mean, y'all better go hammer the over 10 and a half rounds. Like, we all, we all agree on that one. Uh, we, so, that's, I guess, would be, like, the team pick on that one. Hell, yeah. But, buddy, but before we get out of here, man, how do you think this walkout's going to go? Because the last walkout was stupid crazy. Canelo's. Another, another classic walkout. Mm-hmm. It's, this fight is late, too, because usually he does this during uh, um, Mexican Independence Day. But, like, you know what I'm saying? It's still Hispanic heritage. Do y'all, think, do y'all think that Charlo's going to have a really good walkout? Because I personally yes. feel like – No, but I just feel like when I watch their walkouts of Canelo fights – they give Canelo's opponent like a $10,000 budget, and then they give Canelo like a million dollar budget on his walkout. Like 10000 I don't even know who the fuck Charlo would walk out to with, bro. Like, who the fuck he walking out with? But the, the rawest one I've seen was that um, when, Chief, when Tank came out with Chief Keith, like he could pull up with Kodak. If now he's from Texas. Now, he might pull up with Travis Scott. If Jamel Charlo walks out with Caleb Plant, I think that would be the most gangster walkout. I think I think I might have walk to walk out with B ball. Walk out with B ball, bro. Walk out with B ball. That would be crazy. That would be some cut, he needs bro. to go ball to the next. won the winner. And I want the Kurt Angle theme song. You saw. You saw. I want. I want that. Walking out, bro. I, I need I need Canelo to come out to the fucking Undertaker music. That shit's about to be rest. Uh, in. That goes crazy. I, I don't think that's Canelo's vibe, though. So, I mean, I don't think he'll do some shit like that. He's doing he's the Mirachi band all over again. Yeah, bro. he's going to have the, the Chico's okay. out. I don't, I don't, but that Mexican, that Mirachi band can only hit so hard. When I seen when I seen uh Canelo fight in Miami, they had a fucking that one uh I think Jay Balvin or some shit. He was performing for Canelo when they walked out and they had a whole like stage and shit, like it was WrestleMania and shit looked crazy. But I was during COVID. Canelo finna come out NBA young boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, but I think it'll be a phenomenal walkout, but I just wanna see because like Charlo I, every time Canelo just steals the show, I want to see Charlo come out with some banger too. That like makes me question who had the better walkout. I mean, he is undisputed, so he might plan some shit. Bring Chief Keith. That's <laughs> just the ace. The, 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 the little he just acing the hole with that one. Bring Kodak if Chief Keith is busy. Bring Kodak. He's from Houston, so like only thing he really got is Travis Scott. Maybe bring but- a Paul Wall. Nah, bro, bring out Travis Scott. The ghetto Travis Scott's gonna be on. Travis Scott's gonna be on a bird. 
but uh, we got to get up out of here. I am appreciate. I actually appreciate all y'all boys signing out to this episode. It ain't easy getting the whole crew on this bitch, but we had to get together for Undisputed versus Undisputed. And the card was very, like, they get a day. Showtime, you're going out of business, but you gave us a good card. We, we, we applaud you while you're still here. We give you the flowers. Not Steven Espinosa, though. Shout out, Al. But yeah. fuck you, Al. Big Al Heyman. Big Al <laughs> Block. We got to get up out of here. Again, go down, like, and subscribe, and comment down below your picks on the fight and the picks on the other fights on this card that while we was talking on. We love to hear y'all's feedback. And if y'all got any bets, if y'all like me and the degenerate better, let me hear what bets you're going to be sweating this weekend. As always, this has been the episode Totally Blitz podcast. We broke down Canelo versus Charlo, Undisputed versus Undisputed. And this is Paul Pick and Win Concert, always with Marcus Primetime Penley, joined with Gator Boy, South Paul's Run Boxing, Jamari, and Kevin, the street fight enthusiast Savoy himself. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.